Easter means resurrection. What was dead can come back to life. And that is so awesome. Who is excited about that today? Yes. <laughs> when you've been part of our series during the last weeks, you've been uh, going through next steps. You maybe realized some special things in your life, some habits that not really help you to become more and more like Jesus. And you, you started to ask Jesus for change. And last week, Leo talked about, he started actually the, the small Easter series here in ISDF. And we realized Easter starts with Holy Thursday, the day of truth. When you start to lift the carpet in your life, then you realize there are things down there that are not really beautiful. Things that accuse you, actually. Sin in your life, thoughts in your life that you didn't even know of, they come to surface. So it's, it's really important to always, again and again, lift up the carpet in our lives. When Jesus lift up, lifted up his carpet in the night in the Garden of Gethsemane, Gethsemane, that means the oil press, where all the pressure of the cross came on him. There was fear in his life. And it's normal if you're human and you know you're going to die the same day, it's normal that there is fear. So what is under your carpet? The day, the th Holy Thursday means it's a day of truth. Things show up in our lives and they look at you and they are not from somewhere else. They are actually inside of you. This week we had such a great small group moment where everybody uh, lifted up his carpet of his life in front of the others. Some guys who are really tough guys, business people, they had trembling voices and said, I've never told that to anyone, but today I'm lifting the carpet in front of you. And that is such a powerful moment when we lift up the carpet in our lives. So that is the Holy Thursday. And actually it's the moment where the Easter story starts. There is no hope, there is no freedom in our lives when we're not ready to lift the carpet and let Jesus see underneath it. So when we lift up the carpet, you can see it in my life, there are things that are not really well. Actually, that is the thing that would be under the carpet first, and then we bring it to the cross. What happened on Friday, the Good Friday, is the day of pain. The disciples of Jesus realized he is not going to be resurrected again. He's really dying. They forgot about all the things Jesus said. He's, they saw him at the cross and they saw he is really dying. I could imagine that people who were there, they actually expected Jesus to step down and show all his presence, all his glory right there at the cross before he would die. But he died. And inside of their heads, I'm sure, they, they neglected it until they saw he's really dead. So that is the day of pain. There is no resurrection without the day of pain. And then the Saturday is actually a, a, a such a difficult day, the day of confusion, when you realize it's been night and Jesus is still not here. You spent three years with your best friend. He showed you all the glory of God's kingdom. And he's gone, he's laying in a grave. He's not there anymore, you can't touch him. And the disciples got confused. One went to hang, uh, to, to end his life. Another one went back to be a fisherman. So they were really confused. And that's what's happening in our lives as well. 
when, when pain hits us, we can easily be confused and we run away from God. So that's happening all before Easter. And Easter Sunday is the day we celebrate today. It's the day when they found Jesus' clothes in the grave. And he put it away to say, I will be back. Like Schwarzenegger, I'll be back. <laughs> Jesus put it in a way that they realized, wow, he's coming back. So this morning I read the story of Mary. It's so amazing if, if you realize what's going on there. They went into this grave and it was empty. They find his, his clothes and he was gone and there were angels. It was like, I, I would love to be there actually. That must have been the most amazing moment. And Jesus was resurrected. So today we are here. We know whenever we lift up the carpet in our lives, we know there is not just this day of truth. There's not only a day of pain or confusion. There is also a day of joy, which is Easter. And that makes me excited. Because when I lifted up the day of truth in my small group and during the last weeks in the series, Hashtag, hashtag Jesus, I realized I was so narrow-minded throughout the last one and a half years. Whenever I had so much work to do, I started to work late. I, had, um, I put the kids to bed. When my wife was in the small group, I started to go back to the work. I opened my laptop. I had my iPhone, my cell phone in front of my eyes. And I was so narrow-minded. I forgot about my family, about friends. And that's really, that was awful. And I only realized after one year, because my wife told me, my friends started to tell me, they lifted actually the carpet in my life before I did it myself. And that is a bit uh, embarrassing. But I did that with my friends. I said, help me, I need a breakthrough. And that is what I'm here for today, to, to uh, share my breakthrough. And actually I'm here because I believe you can have a breakthrough today. Because it's day of Easter, it's a day of resurrection. And I'm here in the expectation to, to cement the day of breakthrough also in my life. Because I realized the breakthrough last Thursday in our late night celebration. I really had a great moment with Jesus. And you will have it today if you haven't had it before. So there is two things and two lies that want to hinder us from getting our breakthrough. One lie is that we tell ourselves constantly... Um, I don't have to change. Maybe you've heard about the few sentences. You see it on the screen. There are sentences like, a leopard can change its spots. Okay? You're just the way you are. Maybe you've heard that before. It's really uh, not nice if your wife says so, or if you tell your wife, I'm just the way I am. You know, you have to handle <laughs> what you got. Once a cheater, always a cheater. Well, that's not really Easter. A fox may grow gray, but never good. Nature is stronger than nurture, or a tiger never changes its, its stripes. In short, it says, I don't believe you can ever change. That's a lie. It goes around in our head, and it hinders us from getting this day of joy where we realize, wow, resurrection is possible in my life. The second lie is a lie that the devil puts in our head he is the first one to bring us to sin. He tries to drag us away from God. And when we are away from God and we did a mistake, 
He will be the first one to accuse you. He will tell you, wow, you did it again. Look at you. You're not even worthy of Jesus' blood. And this is the second lie that goes around in our head and it keeps us from breakthrough because he wants us to be far away from Jesus. He loves it when we go into a trap, when we step in the trap and then he will laugh at us. So make sure you're ready to change. You have to want change and second, believe there is possibility for change in your life. So what is happening in our lives? Why do we need change? Why are they talking about change all the time in the church? I want to show you by my style, okay? Now I, I tell you about my style. <laughs> when we go through life, there are few things happening. And I want to just pick out a few. If we talk about Holy Thursday, when we talk about Day of Truth, what is really happening in your life? Maybe you realize there are secrets in my life. Maybe this, the color green. The green color could be like secrets that mark your life. Are there any secrets under your carpet that you never reveal to anyone? You know, the secrets are the places the devil loves most because they're in the darkness. Jesus loves light because he is the light. And when things are in darkness, when things are hidden, when you're marked by secrets, the style may, may look like easy to you, but it does, it's not easy for God. It's a, a green color that doesn't make sense. Dan gave me a compliment, but actually it doesn't make sense <laughs> to have a color like that. You're marked by your secrets. The question is, do you keep it there? The second color could be like the yellow one. You're marked by trauma. Things are happening in your life. And when I talk about that, I know and I'm aware that so many people are sitting here. We went through a trauma just weeks ago. You were in a normal life and the war hit you. And maybe you even look at the eyes of your children and you realize you're marked by trauma. Your family has a great future and now everything is open. You don't know whether you can go back. What happens when life is marked by trauma? Another color could be the blue one. We are marked by addiction. Things in our life we don't get rid of. Alcohol, pornography, and maybe you eat and then you vomit again. Whatever you like shopping, you go online all the time. Or like me, I realized I'm always online. I check my mails, I check my, not social media, but my telegram and all that. Another color, that's not here, but we ha I have more. <laughs> I have more things that could mark our life. We are marked by idols. Sometimes we rather worship creation than the creator. We follow people. We celebrate what people say about us. We love to have likes on our social media, maybe. We love to get compliments, encouragement by people before we even ask God what he likes about us. Instead of worshiping the creator, we worship creation. Another color could be we are marked by rejection. People reject us. Broken re relationships. So as you see that, I just want to be at the day of truth to start off, what is your life marked with? We all walk around and you have your style, maybe it looks nice, but we'll know 
what is really behind it. My example was when I started to list up the, the carpet during the last weeks, I realized when I put my, you know, the, the note of judgment here that came from the carpet, I put it at the cross, and Jesus showed me some things about my life. When I went deeper in my life, in the root, I realized when work, workload is bigger and it's growing in my life, I start to control. That is one root in my life. When I control, I don't trust God. So I work harder. I work more. I put more on my shoulders. And then I cannot let go. And that became like a, um, a habit in my life that I started to work more. I put more on my shoulder. I got more responsibility. So I thought I have to control it. And that was revealed, revealed in my life. Before I could even have a break breakthrough, Jesus had to help me. I was marked by control. Or I was marked by like paralyzed. I was like, sometimes I realized I'm like paralyzed. If the load is bigger, I get paralyzed. You could ev either work harder or you get paralyzed. You don't even do it anymore. So it's too much. So I put it aside. And these two things Jesus showed to me. And that was a breakthrough in my life. And I believe he can show you more about yourself. So I want to read a Bible text to you that is in Colossians 2. There it says, He forgave us all our sins. Having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us, he has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. That is, that is God's grace. He took it away from us and he nailed it to the cross Everything I did is not forever. There is hope. But another verse in Isaiah, it says, Through your sins are, Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like, uh, they shall be, shall be like wool. Jesus was, washes our red and colorful sin into white. So I want to, show that in an illustration to you. There's many things happening in our lives. We don't even, not even start off with a white shirt, actually, <laughs> when, we go, when we got born. But there is pain in your life. Maybe there's trauma happening. There are lies in your head. There are like addictions. You get rejected. There's hopelessness. So many things mark your life. And it looks really awful. More awful than this shirt. So what is the hope you can have when you look like this? Detlef, please come and help me. <laughs> the hope we all sometimes try out, we pray, okay? We dip ourselves in prayer. We when go to the small group. We reveal our sin in the, in the church. We talk about it. And we, we pray harder and harder. We try to wash our shirts clean. But it doesn't go away. It's even worse because now the color is everywhere in our life. It's even worse, no? Show us, Detlef, what is the result when we go and pray? And yeah. So, you know, many people get disappointed from church, disappointed, disappointed from God. 
they, they, they are yeah, disappointed. And then they go away from church and they start to try out other things. They ask people, they go to yoga classes, they, they yeah, whatever, they, they look for the chakra in their life, whatever. Maybe you've seen people walk away from God and everything gets even worse. And then they come back to church, maybe they come back to Jesus. They hope, wow, it's going to be washed away. And it still isn't washed away. So we hope maybe when time goes by in my life, it's going to get better. Have you ever seen people getting better just by time, just by aging, just by growing older? It's not helping, actually. If you visit uh, a, a, a house where only old people live, you see the result. It's not getting better. It's even worse. Maybe say, okay, when I have children, pornography will, will no more be a subject in my life. When I get married, that will fall off. <laughs> it's not happening. It's not time that heals our wounds. What heals our wounds? It's only Jesus. It's the blood of Jesus that heals our wounds. When he comes in our life and we decide to dip our lives into the blood of Jesus, the real healing can happen. Do you like it? <laughs> I like that illustration. Let's that give that left hand. Jesus washes our sin away. That is the day of joy that we become white as snow, as it says in the Bible. I want to read it to you. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. There is no more of all these colors. There's no more trauma. There's no more sin. There's no more addictedness, addiction. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. That is so powerful. And you know what? It even goes on. When you're white as snow and you go back to your friends in your environment and you dip in your life in the environment where God puts you, do you see what's happening? Your holiness, your whiteness is even going to Clean out the sin of other people. How powerful is that, no? It's not you but who does it. It's Jesus in you that will clean it all away. You know, in my life, there was a time where I was really disappointed by church. The pastor was in our church where I grew up. And he did things that really disappointed me. And I walked away from church and never went back four or five years of my life. And what Jesus did in my life, he took away this disappointedness and he, he healed my heart so that today I can be a person who motivates people to come back to church, to be part of a church family. That is a healing that I went through in my life that was really bad because I was really very close of losing my faith in Jesus because I left church just because of a disappointedness. Jesus healed it, and I could go back in my environment. And my sister found Jesus, my father went back to Jesus, and many people followed. It's awesome. I grew up in a family where money was really a subject. My father was, didn't earn a lot of money, so I was a bit stingy uh, just from, from a child on. And Jesus started to show me by tithing, by being generous, 
that there is more than just uh, being able to control your money. And I became a generous person. It was not happening just by accident. It's because Jesus healed me. And now in my environment, I can be generous and show God's character to people around me. I had a season of depressive thoughts. Nobody would believe me who, who knows me better, but I had. And Jesus healed it. Not just in a second, but from time and time, just opening up to Jesus. And now I'm really full of belief. And that's what I can give to people around me because he healed me. And that is the day of joy. That is Easter. That is resurrection power. And today I know whatever is marked in your life, he can do the same thing. He can take it away from you. And when you start to bring it to Jesus, he will clean it. He will change you. He can put it aside. The marks go away. He washes you clean as snow. I also take off the shirt. Don't, don't be afraid. There's another one. <laughs> yeah, Jesus was, washes you clean as snow. And now you might say, hey, didn't you see? Didn't you see? Yeah, Danny, see it? Wow, great. Congratulations, Dan. You saw it. There is still a mark. What is this mark standing for? It's your scars. It's your scars. Jesus heals you. But as long as we are here on earth, we are wearing scars. Maybe you're divorced and you still have to pay the money for your children. Maybe, like in my life, you had depressive thoughts. And sometimes they try to come back. Maybe there is some, some uh, things happening in your life that people can still see. But it's the scars of the wounds that Jesus healed in your life. And your scars will be a hope in the environment God puts you because my scars show everybody, hey, Jesus can heal it. He can change it. And it's a message. And Jesus uses our scars. And when I stand here today, I'm so sure whatever trauma you go through as maybe Ukrainian people who, were, who had to flee the war, I'm really praying that, that the scars you will have from that will be hope in the lives of other people. How great that you are here, that you have Jesus who can heal you. The place of being really the place of a safe place. And if you find that and can bring people to Jesus, I'm really excited about that fact, that he can even use situations like that that are so desperate in our lives. This is Easter. This is a day of resurrection. So what is our plan to keep this freedom we get from Jesus? I think we need a strategy. We cannot just believe, well, it's gone forever just by dipping it into Jesus' blood. It has to become a lifestyle. And what could this lifestyle look like? It's, it's um, a good illustration to see a cross. The first word here in the cross is humility. It needs humility to always again and again say, this is who I am. This is what is underneath my carpet. This is who I am. God, I need you. And the second thing is, I need accountability. Make sure you have friends, your wife, your husband, people around you where you're accountable to, where you really lift your carpet. It's not only you, but show your secrets to other people. And then the third thing I'm, I'm sure it needs is sincerity. 
you have to be sincere. We really have to want to get free. Sometimes we just install our lives and say, yeah, that's who I am. That's, that's how it is. And we are professionals about that. But become sincere about change, about freedom, about resurrection in your life. And then it means maybe you have to go a long way. Jesus sometimes doesn't heal us just in a second. It needs a walk in freedom of proclamation of God's word in our life that could be even take years. Maybe you go into counseling. Maybe you even pay a therapy that helps you. But go the way in a sincere way that you say, I need change, I want change, and I go for it. You need a strategy. Therefore, says Jesus, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Go for it. The old passed away. Behold, the new has come. So one way of having a strategy could be that you recognize, that you recognize this is my problem. This is underneath my carpet. Sometimes we, we're not really concrete, you know. In my situation, I realize, yeah, I have to change and I have to put my cell phone away and I have to be more aware in the evenings. And, you know, you can do some habits and change habits, but that's psychology. It's also helpful. It's just changing of habits. That's good. But sometimes there are roots beside our, in, inside of us. They are deeper. And to recognize what's really going on, you have to take time. You, you show it to Jesus. Say, Jesus, that's who I am. I need your help. And then when things come back or try to come back, take a stop. You know, in the last weeks, I started to realize the moments in the evening when um, the kids were asleep. I went downstairs in our kitchen and inside of me was just like a, a normal way to go and take the cell phone. And I had to decide actively. And this is the change of habits. To not go there, but go in the other way. Maybe have a walk in our, in our village. Maybe just uh, read some sentences in, in a book that I love. Just recreate, you know. Actively recreate. Say, Jesus, now is a moment where I breathe, where I feel myself, where I get aware that I'm alive. You know, that I have a life without work as well. <laughs> that's, that's really helpful. had a moment uh, just last week I went out in the forest and I didn't take anything with me and then I saw a woman she was also in the forest she was sitting at the tree and she did nothing and then it came up to my mouth and my wife always told me go in the forest start to sit next to a tree she said me exactly the thing that the lady in the forest did and I felt so awkward because I did the same thing and just sat there I was looking for a place where the sun really goes through the, through, the, through the trees. And I had a great moment. It was still a bit awkward, but it was a, a decision to stop, to go out, not to take anything with me. And that's my story. No, you, you, maybe you need other things to stop. Ask God for inspiration to really be in the day of joy in your life, not going back in the day of pain, the day of confusion. And then take new action. Take the new action. As I realized, I have to go and walk through the village, in the forest, 
take moments where I really get aware that I'm alive and Jesus is alive for me. Detlef, would you please ring that pipe stick for me? Because I want to finish with a moment just for you and Jesus. Take a moment to realize today is the day of joy. It's a day where Jesus can heal you. He can wash you clean, white as snow. Thank you, Detlef. And I would just hold it for you that you get a vision of what it means to have a day of joy. Before we were marked, okay? We are marked, but Jesus can heal. Sometimes you have still scars, but your scars can become a message. Today we end this uh, Easter celebration just by a vision of the clean heart Jesus wants to give you today. So let us just bow our heads, close our eyes, or maybe you want to keep your eyes focused on the white shirt, but this is the vision, Jesus, we have. Easter means that you died at the cross. Your blood was shed for me. You took all the marks in my life. You took the notes of judgment that accused me. You took it and you, you took it up on the cross. You took it upon yourself, Jesus. And I thank you for that. And I consciously say, Jesus, take it away from me. I throw it at the cross. I throw everything at you. My trauma, my addiction, my sin, my hopelessness, even my sickness, Jesus. I throw it at you because you can handle it. And you already handled it well. And today I proclaim over all the marks in my life, over everything that hinders me from God, over everything that's underneath my carpet, Jesus is resurrected from the dead. He is the king of my life. And maybe you've never said that before, consciously. Then pronounce it just in your own words and say, Jesus, I accept you in my life. I need you. I need your healing. I need you today. Help me in all the things that went wrong in my life. Where I was guilty. Where I was, was the one who, yeah, who missed. Who made mistakes. Even other people had to suffer for me, Jesus. I'm sorry and I need you and I accept you in my life. Thank you for the new life you give me. Thank you for resurrection also in my life. And we worship you, Jesus, that you are the God who became a human. And you, when you resurrected from death, you took on a new body. And you showed us that the kingdom of God is far more than the body we have, than the life we have here. It is far more. It's reaching in eternity. And that's our destiny, Jesus. And we worship you for all the breakthroughs we can have today and for the big, big breakthrough we will have for eternity when we will be worshippers together with you. And that's the vision you gave your disciples as well. In the Last Supper, you said, I will be uh, separated from you. And I invite you, whenever you come together and you have, you, you break the bread and drink the wine, think of me. And we will do that in eternity again. Jesus, today we want to end this celebration with the vision 
of our green hearts today and in eternity that we will be together reunited reunited with you as your family as your bride that will join you with the white cloak that is awesome jesus thank you so much let us stand on your feet and uh, let's worship the jesus who gave us a white Hey, thanks for watching. Hey, our passion for people is that we see them grow in their relationship with Jesus, live fearlessly and influence their people and the surrounding in a positive way. And if you would like to be part of that vision, we thank you so much for your financial support because that would make it possible. I hope that this message spoke to you really. And if you don't have subscribed to our channel, please do this. And it's always a big blessing. Maybe you know some people in your neighborhood or in your friendship they, that podcast could be a very well cool thing just share the link because it's pretty pretty easy and i'm looking forward to see you again tune in and god bless you and see you soon bye bye